We have eagles in eastern Connecticut. We have eagles in the last Green Valley. And Chief Ranger Bill Reed from the TLGV people here to tell us again our annual program about the TLGV's midwinter eagle count coordinated with the DEEP. Bill, always good to have you talking about this. And I guess in short, the eagle population in northeast Connecticut is alive and well. So, yeah, the the midwinter bald eagle survey was uh, Saturday on the 7th of January. It's organized by the State uh, Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. And for several years, since 2010, the last Green Valley has uh, helped do the survey up in our region, the, the 26 towns that comprise the National Heritage Corridor. Uh, and this year, you know, we did we did really well. We had um, we had a lot of volunteers out there. Um, let me see, we had uh, 28 volunteers last year, and this year we had 38 volunteers. And so we really had a lot of folks helping out with it. I know that in some years it's pretty darn cold out there on January 7th or whenever you do your midwinter eagle survey. But the weather wasn't too bad this year, was it? No, no, the weather was good. Um, it, it was a little little chilly, but really not that bad. Um, very cloudy, which was kind of nice, you know, trying to look at soaring eagles way up high in the sky if they're, you know, flying into the sun. It's kind of like I can't barely see them. Uh, the photographers didn't like it so much because, um, you know, it, it just didn't have that nice contrast of the blue sky and the folks getting pictures. Well, I saw the Facebook video of you out there, you know, dressed like you're going to the North Pole. But did you, as a counter, see any eagles? You bet. You bet. Now, I, I go to the Cunabog Valley Trout Hatchery in Central Village. I had several volunteers with me again in that big wide open field down below the hatchery along the Quinnebog River. Uh, we had seven sightings of eagles. Um, it very well might have been uh, one of them might have been a repeat from earlier in the day. Uh, but we did we did well. I was really happy with it. Um, about the same numbers we had last year. Um, we had uh, seven total. Four of them were adults. Um and uh, two of them were definitely uh, a breeding pair because they were together, clearly could see male and female. Uh, the female is larger. They were roosting on one of the high um, power line uh, towers uh, that goes across the, um, the hatchery. But, um, yeah, no, they, they, we saw uh, four adults and also three juveniles, uh, which was really kind of nice to see. So we had a total of seven. Now, explain what a juvenile is, because in my knowledge of eagles, which has gained quite a bit of traction in the last couple of years, I watch a lot of live eagle cameras. The the uh, eagles don't really lay their eggs around here this early in the season, January. They wait till a little bit later on. So define the difference between a juvenile, which you just talked about, and an eaglet, and of course, the adults. Right, right. Well, you know, when, it, when the eaglet is born, uh, hatch, they're about the size of your fist. But by the time they fledge, uh, about 90 days of a of, uh, lot of food brought by the male and female, they're the size of the adults. And this is a big bird. This is a bird that's over three feet long, wingspan of about six to seven feet. However, their color is very brown with white speckles. And they go through, you know, about a five-year process, uh, a growth process, uh, and molts and all that that occurs with, with birds until they get that beautiful white head and white tail. 
And so to see a, a, a large bird flying, you know, we've ended up experienced now to be able to look at that and say, okay, that's a first to second year juvenile. One of the ones that we saw, which was really nice, so we get pictures of it, um, had sort of a, a brown, I mean, a dark uh, black and, and white speckles on its face. So it was what we call a sub-adult, was probably three and a half to four years old. Uh, and so people, when they think of eagles, they think, oh, that white head and white tail. Yeah, but it takes um, five years before they, they go, they, they get that coloration. And uh, they live up to 30, 40 years in the wild. So, so you see a lot of adult bald eagles, um, but those juveniles are here because we've got a lot of nests in the area that are you know, producing eagles. And they've actually been spotted in 67 towns around the state of Connecticut, with quite a few here in northeastern Connecticut, because we are the quiet corner. Bill, you had 28 volunteers out to look for and count the eagles. What precautions are in place to make sure you don't double count an eagle, meaning one of your volunteers sees it and the eagle flies and another volunteer sees the same eagle? Right, right. Well, it's just an example. In my, in my case, I'm at the Quinnebog Hatchery, um, and every time I see a bald eagle, same with all the volunteers, every time we see a bald eagle, we'll record the exact location and the time. And keep in mind, the survey starts at 7 in the morning and ends at 11 in the morning. So we're all there at the same time. And also, just as an aside, this is a national survey. So across the country, this survey is happening at the same time with volunteers just like us. So if I'm at, say, 8 o'clock, I see an adult bald eagle flying upstream, heading up towards Warregan. Um, and at 8.05, 8.10, the volunteer that's up in Warregan on the Quinnebog or further up into Pomfret on the, on the Quinnebog, sees a bald eagle flying up then at around that same time. Okay, that's probably the same bird. Um, and it's really up to the folks at uh, Connecticut DEEP, program led by Brian Hess, a fantastic wildlife biologist, um, to then take all these data forms. We fill out these specific data forms. We use maps to write on maps or where we're seeing them and the time and the location and what they're doing. Uh, so it takes a while for them to, you know, go through all that data to get a pretty good count, uh, an accurate count of uh, how many bald eagles were seen on that morning. So, Bill, inquiring minds want to know now, what was the count? How are we doing with eagles in the last Green Valley? Well, we did we did really well this year. Um, we had a, 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 a total of uh, 30. Uh, uh, let me go back to my data here. We had a total of 33 bald eagles this year um, and uh, up a, a couple from last year. Um, now, again, what we saw was 20 adults and 13 uh, juveniles for a total of 33. Um, uh, and uh, we did a combination of river locations and a combination of then flatwater locations. So we were we were at 20 river locations, primarily on the Quinnebog, Chetucket, and Willimantic River. Uh, this year, I didn't have a, a volunteer available for the Natchaug River. Um, she's, she'll be back next year. She just couldn't do it this year. Um, and so those three rivers, but, you know, we know where the eagles are. You know, so, for example, um, on the Chetucket River, you know, the Scotland Dam is, is, is a great location. Down in Norwich Harbor is a great location for, for seeing eagles. 
And on the Quinnebog, you know, since I'm the one who organized it, I go to the fish hatchery. <laughs> They're always there. And uh, the folks are a little bit jealous of me because I've always got higher numbers. But it's a flyway. The Quinnebog River goes right through there. It's a wide open space. They're attracted to the area. The Moosip River comes in just below uh, the, the, the hatchery. Um, and there's a nesting pair, you know, not that far from there that, that uh, comes in and roosts on those big power lines. And generally speaking, they mate for life, the pairs do. Bill, talk about the significance of the location of water and eagle nests, meaning it's likely that if you do see an eagle nest or eagles in a nest, there's going to be water nearby. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, the You know, they are a fishing bird. That's their primary uh, food source. Um, and so most people, when they see eagles, um, they're going to be somewhere near a, a river, pond, a lake, a stream. Um, the nests that I know that I monitor, some of them are right on rivers, right on ponds. Uh, but then again, you know, uh, as long as there's water not that far away, uh, one of the nests is, you know, it's probably about, I don't know, half a mile to the Quinnebog River. Same thing with uh, a nest that's uh, over by the Chetucket. It's maybe about a half a mile from the Chetucket River and Wayne, not in the last Green Valley, but in Manchester um, at a shopping mall, Plaza, there's a bald eagle's nest on a light tower right in the middle of the parking lot. So, <laughs> you know, a couple months ago, right at the peak fall foliage, I did a walk on the Windsor Locks Canal State Park Trail. And there is a portion of that trail that, well, of course, the whole thing goes by the Connecticut River, but there's a portion where there's a sign, and it tells you there's an eagle nest up there. And you look up there, and by golly, there it is. It's the tree closer to the water of the Connecticut River and not the actual canal that parallels the Connecticut River. There was nothing going on. There was no eagles up there. They were off doing eagle things someplace. But that was the first time I'd ever seen a live eagle nest. So... The listening audience, if they get inspired by what we're talking about this morning and they say, I want to go out and see, not the nest as much, I want to see eagles, where can they go? What are some of the places you would recommend if they want to have a little eagle sightseeing day? And by the way, bring binoculars. Right, right. Bring binoculars. Well, Norwich Harbor is is a good location um, because that's, you know, there's a lot of water there. The Thames River, there's nests further down the Thames River. There's nests further up um, in, in Norwich um, on the Chetucket. Uh, and so you're typically going to see them. They really congregate down there. Uh, and again, the fish hatchery, uh, which is open to the public, opens at sunrise, um, closes at sunset. Uh, a lot of people like to walk down there. Uh, you can go down and it's a beautiful you know, two or 300 acre field with a dirt road that goes around it. Um, and uh, you go down there and hang out for a while, you're probably going to see uh, eagles come through. Uh, and again, that adult pair. The reason that you see them more this time of year is, number one, you can see them more because there's no leaves on the trees other than conifers. But up north, it's quite frozen. And even though we've got open water down here right now, up north, it's still quite frozen. And so the eagles are looking for that food source. And so they migrate further down into our part of, uh, of New England. So they may be coming down from Maine, New Hampshire, or Vermont. So we have a concentration in, in January. And that's why we do the midwinter survey this time of year. So your chance of seeing eagles in January are going to be better than perhaps in July. When you do the results of the Midwinter Eagle Survey, do you take the weather into consideration? By that I mean, 
a really cold or really snowy January might give a different count than a milder January with no snow on the ground like we have right now. Well, certainly what we know is that the eagles are more dispersed now because there's a lot more open water. So the rivers are open and the ponds are open um, and the lakes are open. And so uh, the numbers I had last year uh, when it was so cold uh, was uh, about the same as this year. So the eagles are here. It's just an opportunity of our volunteers going to be able to see them. You know, I have a team that's over in Putnam. I've got a team at the Willimannock River, um, the Quinnebog River in Putnam, and they didn't see any this year. And that's because the eagles that typically are hanging out in Putnam, they were over at Roseland Lake in Woodstock because the water was open. And so that's kind of what can happen. Uh, this year, the numbers were, were about the same between the rivers and the, and the lake locations. Um, but I think that it, it, if things are frozen up, uh, then we're going to find them more along the rivers. And, to, and this year, when it was more open, uh, water was open, they were more dispersed, looking for more available food source. Our friend Brian Hess, aforementioned from the Connecticut DEP, put out a survey statewide of these midwinter eagle survey results. And they said in 1980, they saw a total of 11. And even as recently as 2005, they had just 46. And in 2021, they had 215. In 2022, 176. We'll hope that number goes up even more with the Midwinter Eagle Survey result, which includes the Last Green Valley and other parts of the state as well here in 2023. Bill, great stuff. Always good to catch up with you. And thanks for doing the great work with the Last Green Valley. I appreciate it, Wayne. Anytime. Chief Ranger Bill Reed from TLGV. And as I've talked about on the air quite a bit, I am huge into watching live eagle cameras. The best one is the one in Big Bear Valley, 7,000 feet in California, where they just laid two eggs and they had a big snowstorm. And the eagle, the mother, was on the nest under a foot of snow, making sure those eggs stayed warm. That's Friends of Big Bear Valley. If you want to go on YouTube, there's a live camera there. There's also two really good ones in Florida. Southwest Florida and Northeast Florida. I watch them all the time this time of the year. The one in Southwest Florida is at Fort Myers, and they've got two chicks that are just as cute as can be that right now are about three weeks old or so. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.